The first two days were probably the most beautiful things I've ever seen on the coast. It was, it was tranquil. The first day we ran 46 kilometers of the most beautiful. I could have been anywhere in Western Australia with nothing around. Absolutely pristine, beautiful. Um, the idea of, of it, I wanted to see both the, the chaos of the mining and what we have to lose. So starting in what it's supposed to be made sense to run from that pristine beauty into what that pristine beauty could eventually look like, which looks like Mars eventually when they're done. just big coffer damming, um, looked like toxic water, sort of man-made pools of, of, of ocean. Um, millions and millions of tons of, of depleted sand on the beaches, like massive hills as far as you can see. Uh, big 80-ton excavators ripping up the beaches like where you would pitch your leash on to go and surf, you know, in the, in the outside line. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's as ba it, was, it was worse than what I thought it would be. This is Dom De Heerses. He is describing the very first day of a run that would change his life forever. Last year, in 2021, Dom had the crazy idea of running the entire west coast of South Africa to see firsthand the impact mining is having on the coast in a project he had later dubbed Run West. I'm your host, Blake Dyson, and you're listening to Keeping It Wild, a podcast about wild adventures in wild spaces with some pretty wild people. Let's get running with Dom. Welcome to Keeping It Wild. Cool, and thanks for having me, man. Thanks so much for, for being willing to share your passion. So for our listeners that don't know who you are or why we're chatting to you, Dom started this Run West project. And this Run West project is in conjunction with Protect the West Coast. Yeah. And, and basically you're running across the West Coast to create awareness for the devastation happening on our coastline, mainly by mining. It, it actually was just, uh, I contacted Mike Schlebach from Protect the West Coast. I'd done a lot of reading on mining prior, at least a year of understanding. I want to understand what they're mining, um, where it's going, how it works, exactly where they are. So I asked Mike if I could maybe collect a bit more information from Protect the West Coast and maybe I could, I want to go and run it. So I want to I want to run through the mining areas and see where I'm prohibited, uh, how it works as a normal civilian human being that wants to go and check it out. So I thought I'd do it on my own. And uh, my brother said that he would crew me. He would drive the bucky and sort out food and and sort of and then he would photograph it, where we are and what's happening. My brother said, "Cool, let's let's do it." And, I, and he he was worried like I shouldn't do it alone. What if the mines put me in jail? And what if we get lost? And you know. Big brother stuff. And I was like, ah, that's cool. You know, he's like, why don't you tell someone? And I was like, oh, I told Mike, you know, Mike said, it's cool, go and do it. Like, how can we help? So I told a few running friends, uh, Jacques Ackerman, Applestick, and he was like, I'm coming. And then I ended up uh, 
someone said, hey, you should phone Damien Schoolman. I was like, oh, I'm a big fan. I don't want to call him. Like, you know, what if he's like, oh, that's stupid. And anyway, I, I plucked up the courage to call him. And he was like, cool, when? Send me the date. I'm in. And we ha- we haven't even met each other. <laughs> the mythological creature of Dom the Runner. How could anyone say no to that guy, man? <laughs> His voice is like a siren traveling across the sea. This is Damien Skuman, a runner, filmmaker, and a mythological beast in his own right. You know, it's funny, even not meeting someone, just hearing in their voice, you know, there's, there's something about, you can, you, can, you can pick up integrity and intent and selflessness uh, quite fast. And th- these are all things that come through in his very soft-spoken way that generates a lot of action. And so I just, I knew from the very beginning that saying yes to this guy was going to lead to big things and things that I really wanted to be a part of. And so the word got out and uh, I set the dates and we ended up having about 20 people come with me and check it out. And we had drones, we had Damien shooting, we had, we had a lot more than I ever thought would anyone would be interested in. So Dom's plan to run the west coast had grown legs and was up and running on its own. The crew of runners were off on the first chapter of Run West, 125 kilometers to the Olifants River mouth. But why? To connect with the coast and to see firsthand what impact mining is having on the west coast. The plan is to run the entire west coast, but in five stages, or chapters as they are calling it, which will eventually finish at Cape Point. In conjunction with Protect the West Coast, Run West had set up a protest at the mine they encountered on the first chapter. Of course, mines don't take lightly to having their operations suspended, for any reason whatsoever, especially not by a motley crew of scraggly-ass runners, who at this stage must have been quite a sight for sore eyes. After three days of tough West Coast running, people have certainly been put in jail for a lot less. I prepared myself for whatever, going to jail for a night or whatever whatever they're called trespassing on, on the hard tide line, which we still weren't allowed to do. Um, um, so I was more concerned about everybody else that came with me. I didn't want them to get into trouble or anything like that. So when, when we were sort of followed and escorted away from the beach and threatened to, to be arrested and things like that, I just sort of uh, did what they said I should do instead of being this, you know, you don't want to start being that cowboy. You, you're not there for that. You're there to observe um, and document and show people. They gave their whole speech to us and I was just nodding my head going, cool, well, you know, but I need to go to the Olifant's estuary. Why can I, how can I get there? And he says, you can't get there on the beach. You'll have to go all the way around, which is another 50 Ks, but you'll have to drive. And that way you can get there. And I thought, right, okay, point point made um and uh, we ended up running 35 k's towards the end which still had another 25 to the estuary which means the extent of the mining is that big you know it's, it's an ultra marathon some of the distances that you can run where on your right hand side if you're running towards the river you you're looking at beaches that are black and they're just they don't look like beaches if you if you had to like block out the ocean it would look like I don't. I don't really know what it would look like. It would, it, it's just black and murky and 
level and compact and there's no wildlife hanging about. There's no birds. It's depleted in all sense of the word. But the so, West Coast has a reputation for being like super rough. Like. It is rough. Oh, uh, uh, no, it, it 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 really breaks you if you want to go and run it. Uh, and it's it's harsh. That we ran on an easterly wind for three days. Easterly wind is obviously our Bergwinds. Um, there's no water, no signal. There's nothing around. There's an area that we ran through. It's it's a bit of a joke. It's called Swarsant. It is it 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 you you don't see your feet for about twenty five k's. It's just in sand. And you're running through this place. And you see like old bumpers and tires of people trying to drive through this area. And we ended up being there for a good while. And there was some, <laughs> there was some interesting uh, conversations happening. Actually, in my own head, I was like, what am I doing? Like, like maybe I shouldn't have brought all these people with because I was worrying, you know, like. Uh, but it's it's harsh, but it's so beautifully harsh in in the best possible way where you don't want to overindulge in the area but you want you would want to go there a couple times a year to feel that type of beauty it's 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 beautiful and um as a group like how did your bodies hold up how many hours did you do where did you Mm. sleep yeah we there's a lot of wild camping along the way which made life easier in terms of the logistics like if if we had a plan and we had a great support crew uh, that was helping us, you know, and all of that. But you would wild camp uh, the whole way on that first chapter. Um, so we, the first day we ran just under eight hours uh, through, which was basically sand. Uh, we covered 46 kilometers. Um, day two, we covered 30 Ks and we ended up camping on this beautiful little area of basically just shale. It was bizarre little area right on the little rock pools. And then some of the Protect the West Coast crew met us there. Pippa Dixon, um, some of her friends uh, came to support and helped set up a protest for the third day. And then the third day, we ended up running about 30 Ks. And then it's when we did the protest and there's a lot more action. But we knew that we knew going into that day, it, I was a little bit nervous going into that day. I didn't know what to sort of, I didn't know what was going to happen. But uh, that last day was like the the day we wanted it to end with a bang and make our point and be seen and let these guys know that you're not going to do this with nobody knowing, you know. So, so do you think you achieved the be seen? I think, we, yeah, we definitely achieved the be seen. Uh, Protect the West Coast managed to hand over a um, memorandum of grievances. Um, so there was a lot of traction for Protect the West Coast in that, and I think the runners helped in being a part of that and maybe distracting a little bit and allowing the Protect the West Coast guys to get in there and speak to someone um, from management or whoever from these guys and, and hand that over and start the conversation of, hey, you know, we, we don't really approve of this. You know, I think we need to have a talk and understand where the boundaries are. What you said now is like, you, it's not necessarily that you're there to like stop mining completely. No. Like what's, what's the, what's the agenda then? I think it's just to understand how they even getting the rights to do it in that way. 
who's who's doing this? Who's signing these applications, these environmental assessment plans? How are they even passed? I mean, there's cliffs collapsing and things like that. Like, how 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 is anything passed if all of this is happening? Like, I'm just trying to understand that as a, as just a normal human being that understands the coast and what when a coastline looks completely wrong, um, you know. And then why have that amount of coastline for mining? Does it have to be that big? Does it have to be the whole west coast, or can't it just be there that section? Cool, that's sustainable. Like share it with the communities, the the local fishermen that have been there way before mining. Um, all those beliefs and those those communities are still there. They need that, and that's been taken from them. So I guess the understanding is quite broad, and it'll take time to unravel all of that. And I think Protect the West Coast are doing a good job in trying to convey that message to the people. And for me, I, I don't particularly think I have a job per se. I just think um, me trying to figure it out in my own way. And I know that there's other people that also just want to figure it out. So why not go and run it? talk to communities see it if you don't see it you won't really know the feeling of what you're trying to convey so i think being there and running it is, is a great start to to get that into your i guess your spirit first i i 100 believe that like the best way to protect an environment is by creating a value and like the best value to create is an intrinsic value a value of experience because like otherwise money is just gonna overpower any value absolutely but if we have a community or people that have felt something to that Mm. like we see in certain conservation areas like the Khoisan or traditional people Mm. have this historic value like no money can take Nothing. You could, even if you offered them all that money, they don't want the money. They, they need the heritage. They, that is their, their sense of value. That is their value uh, for their children to continue their way of living. Fishing, net fishing on, on the Oliphants rivers. Is we, on chapter two, we started at the Oliphants River and we started at uh, Parpendorp, the fishing community, and we, I donated some trees and I got to talk to a couple of the elders and understand them a little bit more. Um, and you got to really feel that sense of of true community and what what they have to lose you know i mean i'm not like saying that i'm a i'm a fisherman and i'm going to lose my livelihoods here like I, we all know like we have jobs in the city and things like that um, but what they have to lose it's worth trying to assist them in some way with what we have um, run west is a part of that just to show what they're about to go through and maybe there's someone out there that can assist in some way and and there's a lot of incredible activists out there that live there that are doing amazing work that you would never hear of if if you weren't there meeting them. If you can just take me through, because you're about to start your fourth chapter and this podcast will come out after your fourth chapter, but the, the, the destinations between each chapter, how many days they are and where they start and finish. Mm. So we ran, obviously the chapter one was the... Um, Kronofield Lighthouse to the Oliphants uh, River Mouth. Chapter two, we ran from the River Mouth to Elans Bay, uh, which was about 85 Ks. Um, after that, we ran from Elans Bay, we ran through to Santalina Bay. That was the last chapter. Um, probably one of the tougher chapters because it was all sand. It was a tough one. Um, this one, we're running from Santalina to Saldana Bay. We were going to run Irlands all the way to Soldana, which was about 130 k's, but um, 
after some voting, I got voted out and we chopped it in half. Uh, So this one, we're going to basically finish the other half of what I was hoping to do in one go. Um, And uh, we're going to finish at Saldana Bay. And then from there, Chapter 5, we'll be going from the West Coast National Park and we'll probably end on the border of Kuburg Nature Reserve because we're obviously not allowed in there. Um, And then the finale will be from Malkbos to Cape Point. That'll be the the final chapter of of the whole expedition. Yo, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be a giddy. So obviously now listeners are going to be like, okay, I'm keen, but like, Mm. there's no chance I'm running on the sand like you just mentioned. So like how fast do you run? How intense is it? Does everyone run together? Yeah, we we all run together. There's a bit of an unspoken rule. Um, but now I'm speaking the rule a little bit more clearly uh, now that I can kind of feel my voice. Um, but we have a great crew of people that also take control in their own way. There isn't a leader as such, you know, even though it's like whatever. Um, but from a pace point of view, it's it's very chilled. It's very slow and it's not about moving fast. We've got to move in relation to the weather and the wind because if we get stuck in 40 degree weather with gaping southeasters, it's not going to be cool. So we do try and be a little bit strategic on certain times of the day. We need to move a bit quicker or leave earlier. Or um, So anyone with like a basic running fitness can Totally, turn. yeah. You can run 5Ks, 1K, 2Ks. We have a couple of support vehicles, volunteer drivers, and if someone's not keen off the 5Ks, then jump on the van, put your cooler box in the van, have a Coke and enjoy the ride, you know, and, and meet at, a, at another aid station. There's a lot of banter going on. Um, lots of chit chat and laughs and then we all get on with the run again you know so it's it's very relaxed and it's you're supposed to be there to be in your own space in that environment so there's no chugging and running and timing and things like that it sounds like a rad community it is it's it's building and it's it's getting better and better and i feel like like on one hand you're like protecting the west coast but on the other hand you're building a new community of like epic people definitely yeah i mean i've I've made so many cool friends. I mean, I'm from more the surfing side of it. I've, I've always been running, but I've never, you know, you wouldn't know me at all. I'm just, I just enjoy running wherever the hell I can run. Uh, Table Mountain on the beach, my dogs, whatever. Um, but, you know, meeting all the runners and, and meeting the community from, they tell me about Tuesday trails and all these things. I'm like, oh, sounds great, man. Like, you know, it's, I've got so many friends now that are runners. Um, so I think it's cool. It's it's great. But also like from a from the actual cause and the core of what we're trying to do, people have such incredible memories now of that entire coastline that they have value to it now. You don't need to be an environmental lawyer to value a coastline. You can you can value it way more than anybody else there by running it and having your own sort of feeling about it. Um, whether you're up for mining or not, it, it you'll have value there for sure. Before we leave the mines, and have you seen any mines that have that have maybe stepped away or changed behaviour, or have you heard of stories of anything like this? I have had some information that there has been some talks with Protect the West Coast, sit down conversations on how they could be better, and that for me is a massive, uh, massive move, and that that's been quite recent. I would say that was that was late last year. Um, that's kind of like being an alcoholic and acknowledging you have a drinking problem. Exactly. That's a perfect way to describe it. And, and I think that ownership from them means the world because let's talk about it. We don't need to, you don't have to have this whole hoorah and big fight about it. We don't need to be, we can, you can sit down and speak and, and see how they could do it better. And 
and discuss things. It doesn't have to be this hostile way of doing things, you know, but, and it just shows the power of community. It really does. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I dig it. What I love most about it is like, you haven't created something that you own and control. Like, you've created an opportunity for for creativity to flourish. Yeah, that was that was a big thing because uh, it was in the beginning I was I was trying to be pinned a little bit like guys wanted to do things and then it was all like there was like rehearsals things and I was like there's no chance this is not about that at all like whoever wants to come and express themselves while we're moving I'm going running and I'm going to do this from what I'm trying to do whoever wants to come and express themselves do whatever you want. It's Run West is for everybody. It's not mine. Um, the fact that I put dates out and I'm going to run from there to there is just what I was going to do anyway. I was going to do it with without everybody. So it was. It's basically just everyone wants to pull in and and uh, meet some people and be my friend uh, <laughs> and have fun and do your own thing. Do you, do you have any like brands or funders or like specific organizations that are really contributing to the success of this or or getting involved? No, there's no funding at all. I've, uh, this is a sort of, uh, like I said, I, uh, when you go on surf trips, you, you don't go ask for funding, you know. You go and do it because you want to be there and surround yourself and try and stay there as long as you can until you run out of money. Exactly the same principle goes f- with this. I'm going running, so it's there's no funding, and I didn't, I don't want to go and seek sponsorships and things like that because it adds a different dynamic to what what the core of this is, you know. Um, we do have some great help from Gone Outdoor; uh, they've helped try and push the story out there, which has been great. Uh, Sidetrack Magazine over in the UK have, uh, are going to be putting out a bunch more stuff. We've had some sun cream sponsored to us from Easy Sun, which which has helped a lot because um, we get proper burnt. Um, sun cream's expensive. So, yeah, there's been some people helping out here and there um, with, with where they can, you know. So more than that, uh, there's no funding, there's no anything like that. It's it's true to the cause. Um, we do it with what we have. So, like, if any cool brands hear this, it's like jump on for love. Like Jump on for the love. Uh, you know, we're not going to start asking people for, for money and things. You know, if you want to donate to Protect the West Coast, that's... That would be amazing, um, whatever you can. Um, any money we raise from our side goes to them and, and hopefully they can have some fixed employment for some important people to keep fighting. You know, uh, Run West is just the um, just a way to raise awareness on, on all the work they do and, and the beauty and all the destruction at the same time. So you've got to have the people on the ground and, and I think runners are perfect for that. Yeah, if feet are on the ground. Eh? Feet on the ground, for sure. But I feel like, like, and I see this in high, in, in the outdoor community specifically, like you have, and now it's lockdown, like this huge influx of people mm. coming in, like they're behaving in a certain way, conscious of the environment, like, like if they just adopted that little activism spirit to protect or care for that one thing. Yeah, just that one thing. Just like we have a little campaign running now. Uh, I thought of it a year ago, and I think you mentioned earlier about finding that voice, uh, when I first started this, I didn't know what to say to anybody. Like, ugh, I don't really want to talk too much naturally anywhere. This has made me chatterbox because I really value it and love it. And I didn't know I loved it this much until I started, someone asked me questions and I started rambling. But now, 
you know, and then I just go on and on and on about it. I'm like, okay, actually, this is this is for real, yeah. This is I really feel this, you know. And so I think anybody that even not just a coastline, a, a part of the mountain that you go walk your dog in, like uh, look out for it, you know. If there's anything untowards, tell somebody. Um, and if they're not doing anything about it, do something about it, you know. Um, we have a campaign going now called uh, Run Your Coastline. So this weekend, um, and we'll keep going all the way, and hopefully it sticks with people. Uh, while we're out running up the West Coast, if you can't make it, run your stretch of beach, hashtag, uh, tag run west, tag protect the West Coast, tag gone outdoor, tag your friends, tell your friends, take photos, and raise awareness about your little little beach that you go to every day and 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 you know look after it and that's sort of the point i hosted my first beach cleanup in 2010 i think so at that stage there was like no beach cleanups Mm. i mean and i did this huge social media marketing and two people pitched up me and my housemate and it was on bloberg beach and like we had this crazy pictures of these waves breaking with litter in it and table mountain in the background and put on social media and the comments we got was like that you're taking people's jobs away. Like, it was like completely radical. Like, and this is not that long ago. And then fast forward, like, I ended up hosting Cape Town's Biggest Cleanup and then partnered with ShopRite Checkers and hosted Africa's Biggest Cleanup. I think we had 518 cleanups across 12 or 14 African countries at the same time. Wow, that's It was like super radical. But it was so interesting because I went from like being interviewed on radio and being everywhere about this to like now my voice is so small in this cleanup space because mm. there's millions of them happening. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't exist. I don't have a purpose in that space anymore. And for seven years, I was like this activist. Like, yeah, that yeah. was the most beautiful thing. Yeah, that you diluted by activists. <laughs> uh, or people just taking action and you can you watching them take action. I think that's, that's, that's great. And I th- like, the movement's definitely there and, and you can feel it in the air, you know, when, you, when you, people are, are aware. And um, and out of interest, like, what do you think inside of us calls us to wild places, to that feeling of adventure? Like, I think that that um, sense of serenity that we very seldom get. I mean, and I speak for myself again. I don't speak for everyone else, but uh, from a personal point of view, very seldom do you ever really feel that absolute serenity, where you feel human, like in its best form. In the, in the right form. And I think Run West gave me that primal side of myself that I've always searched for. I played music for a while and I felt it there a little for a bit. And um, certain things in the day, surfing, you kind of feel little glimpses of it. But this gave me that sense of I feel so human right now, being so in that space, doing a primal movement like running, walking, going from A to B with nothing. Um, that there's an addiction, not an addiction, but there's there's that longing for that as a human being. I think we don't, we're so cordoned off by it. And through being blocked from that a lot of the time through commitments to work and whatever other commitments you have going on, you're blocked from it. So you're trying to find the space to break through and get to that place to feel that human part of yourself that you actually value a lot more than the the working class side of ourselves do you not maybe feel that 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 human side also comes out of like 
when you're in nature, for instance, like the times I experience what you're talking about is like when I'm out for early morning surf and that feeling of not even catching a wave, just the sun rising and the temperature changing and that. Mm. And I think when you're in mountains or on a coastline that's wild, um, the feeling of not having access to water, like you rely on what you got, the the fact that it could start raining or the wind could blow, you could get sun, like the elements of nature are, like make you feel kind of insignificant. Totally. Like, and that's where you feel like most alive. Absolutely. Like it's so true. And and it's, I mean, it's so cliche, but the less you have around you and, and, and all those things, the, the more efficient you are as a human, your mind works better in a way. You're thinking all the time. You're, you're progressing in that moment as a human. Um, from a personal point of view, one of the best things of my life has been this to show me show me, me in a way because you, you, you kind of see how your reactions are to certain moments. You know, I wasn't running 46Ks before Run West. Like I wasn't doing that and trying to figure out like when I'm actually thirsty and when I'm not. You know what I mean? Like small things. And I, I what like, were you running before this? Little 15Ks around the farm and bored during lockdown, live on a farm. So I ran the farm over and over and over and I started doing 30Ks and 35Ks. I was like, I actually love running so much. And then I just got like proper shoes and and then started doing it now. And now I'm completely hooked and uh, love the feeling of just working it all out in your head in that primal sort of motion. Um Aside from like the awareness side of being on Run West and trying to assist protect the West Coast with awareness, there's also a lot of human values I think everyone takes from these little adventures. Yeah. Um, which, which I also value a lot. You never walk away from any adventure like worse off. Like yeah. you can have a yeah. cuck run. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But you still finish feeling better. <laughs> You're still smiling, like even though you're hurting or whatever the case may be, you just had the best time. And I've noticed that. And one of the um, everyone will tell you how much I go on about, like, I'm worried they're not enjoying it. You know, what if they're not enjoying it? And Dan would be like, don't worry, man, they're going to be cool. I'll be like, okay. At the end of it, they're just, there's massive hugs, high fives. It's just this massive, like, connection and energy because you just suffered for three days in a way. But you're just so stoked, you know, and then you get back home and you're just buzzing. I can't even work properly for days afterwards. I'm just so, you know, the brain is just so high on on what life is actually. Life is a radical drug. <laughs> it's just the best when you when you when you indulge in life, you know. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's just so much to it. Uh, um, so amazing. That exactly what you said is um, so like obviously guiding a lot and. Nearly every wild guide that I do where you sleep wild, you carry a heavy bag, someone's in tears at some stage, blisters, bags too heavy, hurt themselves. There's something. Mm. And it's that feeling of they go to a place where they're like, okay, like how long do I have to suffer for? Yeah. And then they like break down and then they build themselves up. And, yeah. and at the beginning, I used to be like, what if they don't enjoy this? They've paid me for this experience and they don't enjoy And every single time the person that suffered the most becomes the biggest advocate for the amazingness of that experience. That adventure, yeah. I have no idea what it is, but something changes you. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, I mean, we could really get into it, but I mean, we need that physical 
suffering to I don't know maybe energize our minds in some way to really get everything going you know I think you need that a bit of exhaustion uh, proper exhaustion um, whereas a lot of the time our, I guess now our brains are so exhausted after time and then eventually our bodies feel it um, maybe we should be moving a lot more and maybe the other way around I don't know I'm not an expert but from our personal experiences uh, being on these adventures we had a, a runner struggle on the last one which I was pretty concerned about and she ended up being one of the best people I've, I've run with on this mission because she ended up tapping out we had about 15k's 12k's to go she jumped on the bucky and she was in so much pain and she was just high-fiving she had her ice cream in her hands she was high-fiving hugging afterwards she couldn't wait for the next chapter um, she could barely walk you know, and she had run two and a half days proper. And uh, I was like, wow, you're okay? And she's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm happy for that. <laughs> um, it, it is, a, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked on that. So, so maybe other than donating to the cause, um, like, what actions can a listener take today to support Black? I think, um, like, we've, we've just done the, the Run Your Coastline. Um, I think it's just taking sort of that appreciation for where you are on the coast. And in particular, the coastline at the moment, just due to uh, the West Coast being under so much sort of uh, siege, you know, with various mining companies and Protect the West Coast fighting. So at the moment, we're just focusing on the coast. Uh, to join in, uh, uh, run your coastline, uh, tag everyone, spread the word about what's happening on the west coast and how you would like to preserve your area to not land up like that. A lot of the time we, we, we think it's never going to happen and then it happens and then you're like, wow, you know, I think the more people around that know that people are caring and showing their coastline, that's all I guess I would I would want, you know, and if you've got a spare 50 bucks or whatever you've got to donate towards Protect the West Coast, then that's about it. It's super simple. Uh, it's, it's, it really is that simple. And that's it. If you want to join the last chapter of Run West, do it. Runwest.co.za. It's that simple. Also make sure to check out protectthewestcoast.org. The website has been really well put together and everything you need to know about mining on the West Coast is beautifully presented there. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever platforms you listen on. It helps us rank on these platforms, allowing more people to find the show. Lastly, tell your friends about keeping it wild and bring them along for the adventure. Keeping it wild is a Telltale Media production hosted by me, Blake. Until next time, keep well and keep wild.